Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about holidays and weight loss. How should you navigate these, right? Because um, one of the biggest mistakes I think you can make, you know, the average person can make on the average year of holidays is to really focus on losing weight during the holidays, right? It's kind of like starting your diet the day before you go on vacation, right? Sometimes are not really set up for your success. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't succeed during the holidays and you can't lose weight during the holidays, okay? So if you're if you're kind of locked in and you're focused and you're just riding through the holidays, you know, eating well, losing weight, great, okay? So again, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to do that, but what I'm saying is if you have not really been on track with your reading, you haven't really been doing much, now is not the best time to start, right? It's just, it's not built for that. So what do we do instead? Okay, there's still an alternative. And this is where I wanna catch you because um, most people when it comes to weight loss all are all or nothing. And what I want you to be is I want you to be all or something. And the holidays are the perfect time to work on and practice being all or something with your weight loss, with your health. And it's the perfect time to practice this. And so what this means is just like what it says, instead of being perfect or doing nothing at all, we wanna, again, if you wanna be perfect, great, but if you don't wanna be perfect, which is most people, including myself, I'm still doing some things, okay? I'm still focusing on the core habits I have. I'm still focusing on my eating using a strategy called minimizing the damage. So I'm not perfect with my eating, but I'm also not just completely putting it out of my mind. I'm straddling this kind of midline, this gray area which is usually foreign territory for people that wanna lose weight because again, they're so black or white, so all or nothing. But as you start to open your mind up to the possibility that you don't have to be perfect, but you also don't have to be completely off the reservation, it allows you to start practicing being the person who you wanna be in the holiday situation, which is usually more tempting and, and there's more challenges going on. And what happens is if you approach it this way, is you may not lose weight, you may even put a little bit of weight on, but what happens is you're still in the game. And so when January 1st rolls around, regardless if you just maintained your weight or you put a couple pounds on, what happens is you feel like you've been in it. So that we have to, you have to get out of this this start and stops, right? Because what's all or nothing, right? That's one way to describe it. Another way to describe that is it starts and, starts and stops, right? And you're, you're either doing it and now I'm starting, I'm doing it, and now I'm not doing, I'm not thinking about it at all. You need to start weaving into your mind, into your lifestyle, into your behaviors, where you're always doing something. You're always doing something. So that when January 1st comes around, it's not you, okay, now I'm gonna start my plan. Now it's you saying, okay, now I'm going to do my plan um, at a higher level, you see? But it's not, okay, now, now I'm starting. Oh, now I'm stopping. Now you have to stop doing that. Okay, that is one of the most detrimental things for your weight because what's going on is you, when we talk about all or nothing, you're all for a couple days and you're nothing for a couple months or years, right? The, the, the numbers are not working out in your favor. So you need to start practicing being consistently on. Sometimes I'm really on, sometimes I'm kind of just, you know, floating by, just, just doing a little bit. And that changes your mindset completely. It starts to reframe you as a person. It gets you out of this all or nothing, now I'm doing, now I'm not doing it, to become someone who's always doing something for their weight and their health. And when you start approaching your weight with this mindset where you're always in the game, sometimes better, sometimes worse, but you're always in the game, that 
is when you start to reach new territory that you've probably never been in. And this is where you can start to get the real results you're looking for because the reality is you're never going to be perfect during the holidays usually. Again, you might have a couple outlier years where you are, but the majority of time you're not. It's not built for that. And the people that do get through the holidays being perfect, oftentimes they get done with the holidays and now they're pissed off because they didn't enjoy the holidays, okay? So that's just something to think about as well. Um, so again, for me, for my clients, what I always suggest, again, if you want to be perfect, go ahead, but it's also just as viable a strategy to be engaged but not perfect. And that's what I say for you. So again, to summarize it, to go, go from being all or nothing to all or something, minimize the damage with your food while again, you're probably drinking a little more, eating a little worse than you typically do. That's okay, but stay somewhat aware and don't go too far with it. Okay. That's the goal here. That's the goal I suggest to you. You know, again, if you're not on a strict plan that you're really flowing with, um, don't start trying to be perfect. Now start being better. Be better than you were last holidays. You see what I mean? We keep getting better. And if you can adopt this mindset of getting better, a little bit better each day, a little bit better this holiday than last holiday, this is how you start to get the results and the success you're looking for, all right? So really let this sit in and think about it and take the pressure off yourself, right? There is no need to put the pressure on yourself that you're gonna do start some diet during the holidays. It's silly. And at the same time, though, we don't wanna get to January 1st you know, with six weeks of not thinking about food or diet at all. Okay, so we want to walk that middle ground. You want to get used to that gray area. That's where the success lies. All right. So think about this and I hope it helps you out. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will uh, do my best to answer them. And go through because TikTok show me every little notification that they can show me. So it's hard to find the questions sometimes. Um, but yeah, how's everyone doing? I know it's funny, you know, like doing weight loss stuff in December. Everything slows down, obviously, you know, which is fine. This thing's right in my face, um, which is fine. You know what I mean? Because there's different seasons. There's different times for different things, you know, and uh, that's normal, natural. So, you know, I know I, I kind of keep repeating myself because when it comes to weight loss, people are so rigid, so black and white. And again, the holiday season is the perfect opportunity to practice being more flexible, you know, but still staying engaged. That's the magic plan is when you're still engaged, when you learn how to kind of coast, when you learn how to stay engaged with your eating and your health things in a relaxed, comfortable way. Ideally, that's where you want to be anyways, right? You don't want to be so strict on a diet that it's the only thing you can focus on, the only thing you can think about, right? That, that's not a good quality of life typically, certainly not long term. So, you know, if you really articulate the ultimate goal you want to achieve, um, with your weight and your health, it's not just losing weight, right? We got to look at both sides of the equation. There's the weight loss, the outcome you want, but there's also the process you're going to use to achieve it. And too often when it comes to weight loss, people get so fixated on the outcome that they ignore the process. They say, I don't, I don't care what I have to do. I just want to lose the weight. But of course you care what you have to do. This is your life. If you've got to count every calorie, if you can never eat carbs again, if you, you know, you follow some strict plan and you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it for long. So you better take into account how you feel about the plan. A lot of people go into weight loss just believing and assuming, okay, it's going to be miserable. It's going to suck. I'm going to feel deprived. I'm going to be hungry all the time. I'm going to be annoyed and frustrated, right? And you just assume that's how it has to be. And it does not. You know, I think people experience it that way um, 
primarily because they never look for a better way. You know, I always say that if you're struggling with your weight, it's almost guaranteed that you think like a dieter and a dieter is trapped into a certain mindset and the outer core of the outer frame of that mindset is that you think temporary. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And so again, I'm always trying to reinforce that you don't want to just lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight. Hold on on near autopilot. You don't just want to be at your goal weight, being miserable, counting every point, doing every little thing. You want to be at your goal weight and it just flows. It's just easy. It's natural, normal, comfortable for you. Okay. So expand your goal. Don't let it just, I just want to lose weight. You've got to expand it and allow your brain to start finding better ways, easier ways. Imagine that. Imagine asking and looking for easier ways to lose weight. You're, you have not done that. You've done the opposite. Most dieters subconsciously want the most difficult, challenging plan they can find because they associate the harder it is, the faster and more dramatic my results are going to be, you know? And so you've probably got that conditioning in your head and you need to counter program yourself to start looking for what is the easiest way I can lose weight. Even if it takes a little bit longer, God forbid, <laughs> right? God forbid it takes a little bit longer. But, you know, again, speaking to your impatience, who gives a shit how much weight you lost last six months, the last year with your impatience, right? So impatient, you haven't lost any weight in five years. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to let go of that shit. It is keeping you trapped. And so if you can let go of the fastest weight loss on earth that I need to get, or I'm not motivated, if you can let that go, then you open yourself up to the magical question, how can I lose weight in the easiest way possible? And once you actually have the solutions and the strategies to lose weight easily, everything changes. And until then, I don't think anything changes for you. You know, honestly, I, I don't, but, but that's up for you to decide. Frida says, once I lost weight, I can't maintain it. How do I program my mind to stop overeating? Well, listen, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, in the real world, the way you lose weight should be the way that you maintain it. But what a lot of people do is they have their average calorie consumption that's keeping them overweight. And so, okay, I'm going to go on a diet. The diet's a drastic reduction in calories. And then they say, once I get to my goal weight, then I'll bring myself up to maintenance. Well, why not just start with the maintenance? Let's work on maintenance from day one. Because what is the fucking point of losing weight and then putting it back on? I mean, how many times y'all done this? At some point, you've got to wake up and change your goal. Your goal is not to lose weight. You've lost weight. You put it back on. Are you happy you lost the weight? Or are you mad that you put it back on? So you have to upgrade your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. It's a much more specific goal and it's a more accurate goal. And you have to be specific with your subconscious mind. Because if you just keep saying, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, then you stay stuck in this, the diet bullshit where you do some drastic plan for a little while, you lose a little bit of weight, then you put it back on because you can't maintain. Not that you can't maintain. Let's just be straight about that. Why are you not losing weight? It ain't rocket science and it's so, it's right in front of you, but you don't see it anymore. Why are you not losing weight? It's not your thyroid. It's not your metabolism. It's not your insulin resistance. It's not your menopause. It's because you don't want to eat in a way to lose weight because the only way you think you can lose weight is doing drastic things and you do not want to do it. You don't want to lose weight right now is how your subconscious mind interprets it because the only way you know about losing weight is miserable to you. 
and you don't want to do it. And so you're not doing it. And so you can, yeah, well, I just got to get myself, got to get yourself what? <laughs> got to get yourself to hate life? You already know how to lose weight. It's not rocket science. I mean, in the most just like general way, just stop eating so much food. Like it's, it's that basic. Like there's a lot more to it in reality, but at its basic level, it's, it's consuming less calories. It's not rocket science. So why aren't you doing it? Oh, cause I'm not consistent. I have no willpower. I'm addicted to food. Okay, or is it that you have shitty strategies? Because your diet, you start on a Monday and you do something drastic. No more carbs, no eating for 16 hours, 1,200 calories. I'm going to count every point. And you hate doing it. And so you avoid it. And here you are, thinking about weight loss 24 hours a day and not losing any. And so how do you change that? Well, you've got to change the strategy. And so Frida, so, so, and, and here's the strategy shift. Okay. It's not just what you're reading. That's a part of it. So in program yourself, then we have the weight mastery pyramid and it's built this way to indicate the importance of each piece. The most important piece is your mindset, then lifestyle, and then the eating. Now, when it comes to your weight, the eating physically is the most important piece of it, but your eating is dependent on your lifestyle and your mindset. So that makes those two pieces the most important. And so for Frida, what I'm going to guess, you, like everyone else, you've got two mindsets in you right now. You've got an overweight mindset and you've got a diet mindset. Your overweight mindset is the mindset of you just living normal, right? So when you're not trying to diet, when you're not thinking about weight loss, food, changing it, you're just living your life. What you naturally think, feel, live, and do is keeping you overweight. It's your autopilot mode, okay? And then you've got your diet mindset. And this is when you get really upset with the weight. You say, that's it. I'm going to do it. And then you enact whatever your philosophy is. Keto, intermittent fasting, Mediterranean, vegan, carnivore. It doesn't matter. All of a sudden your diet mode goes in. And the diet mode is basically the anti-overweight mode. So now this mode just fights against this. It's not really a mindset in and of itself because it doesn't run naturally. You have to be extremely aware, focused, use your willpower to fight against your regular normal mind. But the problem is this. That even if you get success, even if you diet yourself down to your goal weight, the same problem remains, has remained, and will always remain until you change it, that you don't know how to think like a thin and healthy person. You know how to think like an overweight person, and you know how to think like a dieter. But in the best case scenario, you get yourself down to your goal weight, you can't keep thinking like a dieter, and you can't go back to thinking like an overweight person. And so what do most people do? They go back to their natural way of thinking, which is their overweight self. Put the weight back on and just get caught in a cycle. Because never, ever, never, ever in your whole weight loss journey, which has probably been decades at this point, have you ever focused on creating a thin and healthy mindset? You never think about that. You never focus on it. And so, yeah, you lose the weight and then what are you going to do? You know how to be overweight? You know how to diet. You don't know how to live like a thin and healthy person. And therein lies the biggest problem for pretty much everyone struggling with weight loss, in my opinion. Because what do you do? Like, so free to rate, it's like you lost the weight. Okay, so now we know for a fact it's not your genetics. It's not your hormones. It's not your menopause, right? Not your environment, right? It's none of these things. So if you're a person who can lose the weight, then you put it back on. What is left? Process of elimination. What is left? What is the problem, right? You even know what to do. So what is the problem? How can it not be the mindset, right? And so how do you think like a thin, healthy person? 
That's the question you need to begin asking yourself. Now, if you want to find out, you want to go deeper into it, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you and watch the training. So Frida, you got to watch the training. Okay, it's a half hour training. It's free. Go watch it. I lay the whole thing out. It'll make more sense and you'll have a lot more understanding. But this points out, folks, that you guys, you're, you're fumbling around in a dark room. Do you know what I mean? Like when you really think about how you're trying to lose weight, if you're really honest with yourself, you are just winging it and you're just, you're, you're just, you don't know what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you get real motivated and you enact this real strict eating regimen, maybe a workout regimen too. And you, as long as you're losing weight, right? Because what you do is you trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And all of a sudden the scale stops going down because you get to your goal weight. And now you don't have the pleasure of the weight loss or the pleasure of the food. And now you don't know how to stay motivated. And that's everyone's problem. And that's why 82 to 95% of people put the weight back on. They never learn how to change their mind. What's up, Bailey? How's it going, Jody? Thanks, Despina. That ah, a little hard. I missed it. Um, yes, autopilot for the win, right? Yeah, autopilot for the win for sure. Autopilot's got to be part of your thing. It's difficult at family friend events because pressure of people telling you just eat the buffet. Yeah, I get that, Frida. Listen, everyone's got their challenges. You know what I mean? It's like, so what we have to do is we have to become aware of what are our challenges. Everyone's got unique challenges when it comes to change in general, but weight loss for sure. Some people live with people where there's unhealthy food, options around you know so you need to come up with specific strategies to deal with that you know um but yeah i get it right lots of there's always for anyone that wants to change something there's always difficulties there's always challenges so we identify the challenges we acknowledge them they're there not fair it'd be easier if i had a supportive environment we get that out of the way and then we go to work we go to work on finding solutions to the problem to the challenge right? How can I overcome this? How can I eat better even when I have friends? How do I respond when people tell me, oh, just eat a buffet? What do I want to say to that? Right? And then you come up with a solution. And once you have a solution, now you're all set. You move on to the next thing, right? Because it's a never-ending string of challenges, (laughs) okay? That's why I say um, the weight mastery path is one you're going to walk for the rest of your life. Now, the excitement of it is that you keep growing and evolving and changing, and, and it's exciting and fun because, again, I always say you take your weight loss rapid and personal development, if you make this a process, I was just talking to Jody about this yesterday, that in, in the ideal world where you want to get to with your weight and your health is you want it to become a process that's interlinked with your personal development, your self-actualization. It becomes, you, you make it more meaningful, more important than just a number on a scale, a size of a close. It becomes a journey where of, of self-discovery, of understanding yourself, of improving yourself, of growing and getting better each and every day. You know, and that's way more inspiring and exciting forever, forever. I've been doing this for 30 years personally, and I'm just, I'm, I'm fired up and excited to see how the next hundred years go. How how does it go? You know, like I keep improving and growing and, and building on what I've done and it's fun and it's exciting. It's a path of mastery. That's the secret. Fuck weight loss. You want to get on the path of weight mastery, mastery. What are paths of mastery? I've been very fortunate to this because I was exposed to martial arts, yoga, guitar, meditation. Um, these things are paths of mastery. There is no finish point. You know, you're making a huge mistake. If you think the finish line is getting to your goal weight, you are setting yourself up for failure because it's not. The starting line is getting to your goal weight because you want to stay there forever, right? Okay, so, so we want to become this better version of ourselves. That's what makes it exciting. It's, it's, we're growing, we're evolving. It's hardwired into us to be excited and motivated by progress. 
And what do people with weight loss typically do? There's no, there's no line, there's no path after the weight loss, right? The whole journey is getting to the goal weight. And so you have no motivation. You have no way of even thinking how to live as a thin and healthy person. And there's no motivation there. There's no excitement there. And so even if you get to your goal weight, you know this because I know you've all lost weight before. And what's fascinating, because you've probably forgotten this or weren't aware of it when it happened. But what is fascinating about that is that I, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So I've talked with so many people in depth. What happened? Everyone's lost weight and they put it back on. What happened there? And it's always some version of, I didn't feel like myself, you know? So this is why I say weight mastery is an inside out process where you're changing how you think about yourself. Your weight is just a physical projection of your mental self. If you're overweight, it's because you think of yourself as an overweight person. You don't like it, but you got to admit you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with it. You know how to get through the day-to-day the -day reality of your life as an overweight person. And the idea of being thin and healthy is foreign to you. And to some degree, it's probably scary as well, you know? Um, but this is the real process. It's not, it's not me telling you, oh, you know what you should eat? <clears throat> Here's the meal plan. That is not the process, <laughs> okay? The process is deeper. It's deeper. It's more mindset-based. I promise you. I promise you that. <clears throat> uh, Don, when you finally grasp this, you give it a close because you finally know it's for good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's so true. And there's, there's getting rid of clothes, anxiety laced. You don't even know. It's like, oh, I got to get rid of it. I'm going to, and there's doing it. Like, I'm not going to weigh that anymore. I, that's why I, I don't know if she's here, but she, it was such a breakthrough. I remember this moment. I'll always remember this. I was working with her and, um, we were doing some stuff and all of a sudden it, it dawned on her. She it, like, it landed, you know, it's one thing to be told something folks. It's another thing for us to internalize it. You, you should recognize that distinction because being told something yeah, I should lose weight. Yeah, okay. But it's when you feel it on the inside, it starts to really make a real difference. And for her, I could see it happen. I could see this process happen. You can watch, if you know what to look for, you can see it happening with people. And it dawned on her that the body she was in was temporary. And you could see it really landing deep inside of her. And um, that's what I'm talking about. When you start to really truly imagine yourself at first, and then start to believe that you are a thin and healthy person. That's what gets you the results you're looking for. You know what I mean? It's not you thinking I'm an overeater, I have no willpower, I'm overweight, and I'm just gonna diet for a little while, right? Because that's what you're thinking. Because when you do it that way, it's a, how long am I able to do this for? How long am I able to do this for, right? And it feels like it's always like, it feels like an endurance test. You know, like endurance tests they do, they hook people up these machines. There's no winning an endurance test. There's just doing it as long as you can keep it up. And for a lot of people, that's what dieting feels like. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel normal. It feels like they're doing something that's not really them. And it's then there comes the question, how long am I going to be able to do this for? You know? And you got to recognize if you're asking how long, because how long, because I dealt with this. I remember this. I remember it as clear as day. I was like, I don't know, five, 10 years into my weight loss. I'd, I'd been living at my goal weight. And I remember I was driving and all of a sudden I was like, what am I going to do when I get older? I'm going to put the weight back on. I'm going to be overweight. And I was like, what? What did I just say? You know? And then I realized, like, I had, I was subconscious. I was assuming as I got older, I was going to put the weight back on because that's what everyone does, right? Everyone gets older and put the weight back on. Um, you know, I'd heard that a million times growing up. And so I grabbed that thought. I said, wait, 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 hold on. What? And I was like, I'm not going to gain weight because I love living the way I'm living. So I'm going to master my weight for the rest of my life. I still remember that moment. It was 20 years ago. 
Um, but you've got these beliefs too. You've got all these limiting beliefs that, that are, you've got a bunch of them. And that, that is what's keeping you overweight way more than not having the right meal plan, not having the right willpower. It, it, that, that's, the, that's the thing, you know. What's up, Astrid? Hi, Jim. I want to be a best version of myself for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly, Astrid. And that's what it becomes. And that's the beauty of like, if you just make this about weight loss, oh boy, your, your chances of success go way down because weight loss in and of itself is not enough. You know, and what happens when you make it just about the weight loss is you become very conditional and you're like, well, I'll, I'll eat well and I'll live healthy as long as I'm losing weight, you know? And listen, in the short term, in short term is months, by the way, okay? Um, but in the short term of your weight loss, you have to understand that weight loss is very inconsistent and unpredictable. So if the only thing motivating you is the scale going down, it's almost guaranteed that you're never going to succeed because there is going to be a week, there's going to be a couple weeks most likely where you're not losing much weight or the weight even goes up a little bit. Completely normal. So if the only thing you're watching during this process is the scale to see if it goes down for your motivation, I don't think it's going to work. Now, so what's the alternative to that? That you start making this about becoming a better version of yourself. It's not just the weight. It's how you feel. It's your energy levels. It's how you're sleeping, your hydration, your um, moods, uh, your relaxation, your nourishment, your movement and activity, your quieting your mind down and feeling more calm, your sense of gratitude. Do you know what I mean? So it's not just about the scale. It's about becoming this best version of you possible. And one piece of that is the weight. You know what I mean? But there's so much more here. Someone told me yesterday, oh yeah, there's a Jody too. And she's like, she's like, I can't believe my relationships are improving. Yeah, no shit. Not because you look thinner. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the people that love you most in life don't give a shit. Like they're not going to love you more if you lose weight. So why do the relationships improve? Because you're a better version of yourself. Not because you're thinner and you look different, although that doesn't hurt but it's because you feel different. You're thinking different. You feel better about yourself. Everyone overlooks this piece of it, right? And it's like, if you start living healthier, you've got more energy, your moods are brighter. You're more optimistic. You're more hopeful. You're more patient with the people in your life. You give better advice. You're able to be there and support them more. I mean, everything improves in your life. Everything that's important to you in your life improves when you lose weight in, in this way, right? Um, but no one ever thinks of it that way. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want to, I want the scale to go down. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. And so people kind of like, they, they, they kind of tunnel vision and block out all the other benefits of living healthier and eating well and doing all that, you know? And the only reason I'll do it is so I can lose weight fast. Okay. And you ain't going to lose it then, probably, you know? <laughs> Frida says, thank you. Great advice. Good, Frida. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, and good luck with things. Okay. So, so again, you know, learn from your mistakes. That's another piece too. Um, humans are not good at learning from their mistakes typically. So you have to remind yourself of that. You know, um, I regularly say in neurolinguistic programming, NLP, uh, which is a, a big part of what I do with people, we have kind of like these commandments in a sense. And um, we, we do them to kind of remind ourselves. And one of the most important ones, in my opinion, is that if something's not working, do something different, right? Because humans, the way our brains work, we basically do what we did, even if it didn't work. And so we kind of just keep doing the same thing. I mean, how many times have you tried keto? How many times you tried Atkins or Weight Watchers? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's normal and natural to keep doing the same thing, but it's not helpful. 
And so, you know, if you've tried to lose weight a million times and it hasn't worked, do something different. You know, maybe it's a good time to try a mindset approach, you know, um, but at the very least, learn from your mistakes. If you've tried keto 50 times and it hasn't worked, maybe you try something different this time. Maybe you learn from your experience and do something different. You know, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> you know, Lisa uh, says, what do you think about all these weight loss drugs? A lot of people are sharing on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I see them too, right? They get the, the signs behind them, how long they've been on it, how much weight they've lost. Um, I will tell you this, that I, me personally, I think the big distinction between me and pretty much almost all weight loss out there is I am not impressed with fast weight loss. I don't give a shit about fast weight loss. I don't value it. What I value is long-term weight loss. So Program Yourself Then was built on the shoulders of people that had lost weight and kept it off for at least two years. These are the people that I began speaking with 30 years ago. I learned neurolinguistic programming. Another piece of NLP is really like the science of role modeling, where you find people that got the results that you want and you figure out how they did it. Not just what they did, but how did you think about things? And so I would speak to these people and it was plain as day. The first two, three conversations I had, it was like, oh my God. You know, it, it was like night and day because up until that point, it was always people that were struggling with their weight telling you what to do. You know, and when you actually speak with people that have internalized it and are living that way, you very quickly realize they're not dieting, right? They're, they're not doing these unsustainable things. They've internalized being a thin and healthy person and it's plain as day, you know? And so um, that has always been my goal. I don't give a shit because the whole weight loss industry is built around the idea, oh, I lost 50 pounds this month. What'd you do? How'd you do it? And, you know, I just posted a video of this because I, I I really lived this. And I, some of you might have been there. Last week, someone goes, I lost 50 pounds in three months, right? And, and I posted the video so you can go back and watch it. And you should because dieters, the fastest way to hypnotize a dieter is to say, you want to lose 30 pounds in a month. You know it's not possible and you, and you know like there's no magic formula, but you just, you just, you go into a trance. You say, oh, tell me. You know, and so this person said, I lost 50 pounds in three months. And I said, yeah, I, I had my doubts at first, but I was like, okay, great. You know, fine. I'm, I don't care how you did it really. I mean, we, we kind of talked about because I didn't believe it, but anyways, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not that I'm not impressed by it, but I'm not going to learn anything valuable from it. I don't want to learn from that person until it's next year. Cause anyone can lose a lot of weight in a short period of time doing something unsustainable. And this is the foundation of your weight loss thinking is you subconsciously think about weight loss in a short-term time frame. You think I'm going to diet until I lose the weight and you set it up. So it's almost like a sprint and a sprint. If you run a sprint and you trip a little bit, you lose the race. If you run a marathon, you can trip a little bit and make up for it. So one of the biggest challenges mindset wise you have to overcome is you've got to start thinking longer term. Okay. And once you do, it changes everything. So when I see people on these new medicines, okay, I'm not impressed because A, it's new, okay? So it's like, what, it's been six months, you know, even a year, you know? Um, and I know about these medicines, right? So what do I know about them? I know that they don't work for everyone, okay? Um, when they do work, they work because a lot of times they make you feel kind of nauseous so that you can't eat, right? That's how they affect the food noise, you know? Um, I also know about these medicines that, that you have to take them forever, right? Because the second you stop taking them, it stops working, you start eating more. So you're not really 
dealing with the core problem. You're just dealing with the symptoms. Okay. So I know that about it, right? No one would argue this. And so, um, and then there's the, the, the other piece, which again, how do you get these medicines? Well, a lot of people are getting the medicine because they're obese or they're type two diabetic. And so you take the medicine and now if you lose the weight and you're not obese or you reverse the type two diabetes, guess what? Now the insurance doesn't pay for the medicines and we're talking a thousand to $2,000 a month. And then the final thing, this is where I really think, and I don't want to be a fear monger here, but it's like, these are, this is a new medicine. Do you really, do you really, you want to be that guinea pig? You know what I mean? Like, do you really, it's an intense medicine. And by the way, the food noise stuff is just a side effect. It was meant, it's meant, originally it was meant to influence the pancreas cells to produce more insulin, which by the way, is not solving the problem either. <laughs> you know what I mean? The way to deal with insulin issues is to start reducing the flood of glucose you keep putting into your body, but regardless, okay? So there's a lot going on with this medicine that I personally I want to do it. Now, someone asked the question. Thank you so much. I almost think I, I planted this. Does your program yourself then help with food noise? I've been dealing with food noise for 30 years. I think my program deals with food noise in a natural way more than any program on the planet. Because let's talk about food noise. Okay. My favorite thing in the world to talk about. What is food noise? So why would we struggle with food noise in this culture? Could it be <laughs> that you're exposed to literally thousands of food ads every day? What is food noise, right? No one really thinks about that. I will tell you what I think of food noise. And I know there's a, there's a biochemical, biological process that's going on with this medicine where what it's doing is it's affecting your appetite signaling, okay? So how do we deal with food noise though in a natural way? Well, I would suggest that the biggest noise in your head that is causing your weight issues is your internal dialogue, okay? Do you all know you talk to yourself all day long? You know that voice in your head that's always talking, okay? Um, I would suggest that that voice is probably controlling your weight more than anything else. I think the way you talk to yourself has the biggest impact on your weight. And so what are you saying? You know, this is the fascinating part because in the hypnosis world, we always say that each and every person is their own best or worst hypnotist. Why? Because you're in your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day. What are you saying? Well, what you're saying is influenced by millions of food commercials, millions of food triggers in your environment, people that you've grown up around, cultural concepts of food that you've internalized, right? Bet you can't eat just one. And you know what I mean? right? How can you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like we have this running internal dialogue that is driving us to overeat foods that are unhealthy for us. And so to me, the food noise you got to get a handle on is how you're talking to yourself. You think like an overweight person if you're overweight. I used to think that way about food and I changed it. So now my internal dialogue is much different, much, much different. So to me, that's the food, because what is food noise? No one really knows, it's just a buzzword. People do this shit all the time. I find this with three big ones, right? Mindset, lifestyle, food noise. Those are the big three and it drives me crazy because I feel like when people, most people when they're saying mindset are really using it as a synonym for willpower, right? They'll say, come on, you gotta have the right mindset. Well, what? That doesn't help me. 
that doesn't help me at all. How do, how's that going to help me actually do it? Right. Just that, that just do it bullshit. Okay. I'm not saying there's not a time and a place for just do it, but that is not a good philosophy to just, Oh, just all of a sudden just be just changing how you are. And that's the diet or mindset. Right. Tomorrow's Monday. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to start eating perfect. No, you're not, you know? So, um, mindset and program yourself. Then there's six categories we go through. What are they? You've never heard this before. Here you go. If you want to actually create the mindset of a thin, healthy person, we've got to break it down into pieces. And you wouldn't even have the first place to start it. You could go read 50 books and no one's going to say it. You could read the mindset queen herself, Carol Dweck, and you'll get as far as um, growth and fixed mindset. So in my world, what I take you through, we have weight mastery blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. The mindset is six sections that I take you through. And the first one's motivation. Do you know how to motivate yourself? Self-image. Do you know how to shift your identity and your self-image to become that of a thin and healthy person? Emotions. Do you know how to deal with emotions? Do you know how to feel the emotions you want and not, or not not feel them, but deal with the emotions you don't want to feel without food? Habits. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits so that you can strategically replace bad habits and implement good habits? Thinking. Do you actually know how to think like a thin and healthy person? <laughs> and maintenance. Do you know how to maintain yourself on the path? Never mind maintaining once you get to your goal weight. Do you know how to maintain from day one to day two, week one to week two, month one to month two? You don't, right? So once you have those six categories and you understand those, now you're on the path to having a thin and healthy mindset. Now let's go to lifestyle. That's another one. Drives me nuts. I ask people this all the time. If I said, what's that? What's a lifestyle mean? You get a couple, you just get these random vague things, okay? And that's what they use. Again, even, um, it's, it's vague now. It becomes a buzzword. I, I don't need a diet. I need to change my lifestyle. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Because I really pride myself on being very practical. I think when it comes to weight loss, I am one of the most practical people you're ever going to interface with. Because everyone, the whole diet industry is this. In a nutshell, they're telling you what to do. Right? Here's the diet plan. Doesn't matter. Keto, Atkins, carnivore, vegan, does not matter. It dietitian, nutrition. Here you go. This is how you want to eat. Right? And then the or this is how you want to work out. And then it's up to you to get yourself to do it. And you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to get yourself to change your behaviors, to think differently. You don't know how to do it at all. You got one tool and one tool only. It's willpower. Works for a little bit. So when I say lifestyle, I don't just say, oh, yeah, you got to change your lifestyle. That means nothing. That is worse than hell, <laughs> useless. That means absolutely nothing to you. However, in the program, we break it down into eight habits, okay, in order of importance. Proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And I show you how to implement and weave these things into your life in a practical and comfortable way. What do you think would happen to your weight, your happiness, your health, if you start adding those things into your life? You become another version of yourself, a better, vibrant version of yourself. And now, with the right mindset, with the right lifestyle, now you can work on the eating. <laughs> you see what I mean? But what are you doing? You're not doing any of that shit. You're starting your plan and you're absolutely... You're shattered, you're, you're depleted, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, you're pissed at yourself. You feel like a failure. You've tried 100 diets. You don't believe it's gonna work. And now, okay, it's Monday, time to eat no more carbs. <laughs> you, need, you need a comprehensive, holistic approach to master your weight. And there's no way around that.
You know, that's why there's never, there's never, every diet is one tactic. You got to recognize this. Diets are just marketing. Dieting is bullshit. All the diets you're referencing subconsciously to lose weight are all owned by the food companies. Okay, you ready? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products was owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Slim Fast, owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Do you really think they don't want you to eat processed, fattening foods? Do you? Do you? <laughs> I don't. And so I would not look to them um, for my weight loss help. And I think that clarifies a lot of reasons why no one's losing weight right? 82% of the population now is overweight or obese. Okay. So the dieting is not working. Why doesn't diet work? The diet is always one tactic. They know the market for weight loss is exhausted and frustrated and overwhelmed and all the rest of it. And so they got to make it seem as simple as possible. So every diet is the one thing. Just stop eating carbs. Just stop eating for 16 hours. Just count your points. Just eat Mediterranean foods. Just eat 1200 calories, right? It's always just that. <laughs> the flip side of all of those is completely change how you're eating and living and thinking. You know what I mean? So it's a lot more than you think. And I say all this because I don't want you a lot of the, the thing that bums me out the most, you know, short of, again, your weight is directly one of the biggest indicators of how long you're going to live. So for me, this is a mission because it's not just so you can wear a fucking bathing suit at the beach. I want you to live as long as you can possibly live. And your weight is one of the biggest indicators of how long you're going to live. And then on top of that, it's one of the biggest indicators of how your quality of life is going to be during those years. Not because of how you look, because of what's going on in your body. See, one of the things you don't get is that the food companies are the cigarette companies. Okay, you have to understand that too, right? Because we all have these warm, fuzzy feelings for the food companies but they're really owned by the cigarette companies. Literally, <laughs> RJR Reynolds and Nabisco are literally merged. They're the same company. The parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris. These companies divested from cigarettes in the 70s and went into food with the exact same philosophy to create the most, uh, most addictive product possible, use the most aggressive marketing we can, and confuse people and minimize the damage that they think these foods are causing just like they did with the cigarettes. In 20 years, they will have food labels, warnings on food for how dangerous they are for our health, okay? And so when you wanna get motivated to lose weight, instead of just thinking, oh, I wanna go to the beach and wear a bathing suit, it's fine to have that. That's, that can be part of your motivation, but it better not be the foundation because we're talking about life and fucking death here. We're talking about the quality of your life, your life, man. And you've been conditioned your entire life by the food industry constant, constant, constant to minimize the damage these foods are doing to our bodies. We live in a system and the biggest impact on your health is what you're putting in your mouth. Do you understand that? The most exposure you have to the world is what you're putting through your mouth. This is what a weird concept. If you take your skin and iron it out, it's a couple square feet right? You take your lungs, that's the second biggest exposure to the world. You iron those out, that's like the size of half a tennis court. You take your digestive tract with all your intestines, iron it out, it's like the size of a football field. Your biggest exposure to the world is what you're putting into your mouth consistently. And so you don't think of it this way, you know? But it's like we're constantly, we have, we're in this environment where we can spike our glucose levels. Why is type 2 diabetes just going off the charts? Because it's not normal or natural to be able to spike glucose the way we do. If I dropped you off in the woods, you couldn't spike your glucose short of coming across a beehive and, and eating all the honey out of it 
or, you know, some fruit patch, you know, you couldn't spike your glucose levels. Now in the modern world, it's hard not to spike your glucose levels five, six times a day, you know, but it is wreaking havoc in here and we've normalized to it. Just like, again, just to prove the point, if I went in a time machine a hundred years ago and I saw someone smoke and I say, Hey, Hey, you shouldn't do that. You're gonna get lung cancer. They'd all look at me like I was the asshole, right? Like, what do you, what, what? And this is exactly, we are, if you want to understand food and where it's going, processed, modern food, you look at the cigarettes. It's the same thing. You just haven't made the connection again. If you're old enough, right? I was old enough to, to remember what it was like. Yeah, you, you never thought cigarettes were healthy, but you didn't attach them to lung cancer, you know? And so it's like, we went through that period of learning. Oh, shit. And we're still learning how awful the cigarettes were for us. The same thing's going to happen with these foods. It's not food, folks. You wonder why you're hungry all the time? <laughs> if you're eating processed foods all the time, that food is literally, again, you, you think these foods are created in kitchens by chefs slaving away on different recipes. No, all of these foods that come in packages are created by chemists in labs who are trying to, at the very molecular level, create the most addictive food possible so that you'll just keep fucking shoving it in. That's how you can get, I eat, 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 eat. I'm never satisfied, never satisfied. There's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. It's what you keep putting in your mouth. You know? Anyways, we're caught up there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this program yourself then does help with the food noise. The whole thing's about that. There are some crazy side effects, small percentages, but this is dangerous when you're distracted and consumed by thoughts on food. Um, yeah, yeah, food noise, right? When you're distracted and consumed by thoughts on food. We are, right? So really what food noise gets down to is hedonic pleasure, okay? So hedonic pleasure is just the pleasure of eating. And that's what, I know what that's like because in my, my life back in the day when I was 50 pounds heavier, my life really revolved around food and TV. And I was just, I, I knew every show that was going to be on and I watched TV eight, 10 hours a day. And I would think about what I was going to eat when I watched those shows. And that was the main thing I would focus on. That was my pleasure, you know? And so if you, if you want to know what the food noise is, it's constantly thinking about the pleasure you're going to get from the food you're eating, which brings me to a point. I want to, let me just share this to you. So this would be some useful granular knowledge. I believe that addictive behavior, and if you're overweight, it's probably because you have addictive behaviors when it comes to food. You know, you should stop, but you can't. Um, there's three phases of addictive behaviors, and this applies to drugs, gambling, dr um, alcohol, food. Um, there is anticipation, consumption, and consequence. In our society, when it comes to food, we are hyper-focused and conditioned to focus on the anticipation and consumption of food. If you think of every single food ad you see, it's the anticipation of the food coming towards you, looking at it, about to eat it, because you actually have more wiring in your brain for the pleasure of anticipation. Because evolutionary, it was more important to have motivation to get the food than to eat it once it's there. So they're actually, in a weird way, there's more pleasure you get out of looking forward to eating the food than the actual eating of it. But watch the commercials. Everything's focused on the anticipation, getting ready to eat it, and then the eating of it. They never in a commercial show like the empty wrappers and people just sitting there, okay? That turns into the consequence phase. So the big shift you want to make and the big thing I help people do with their mindset is to stop being focused only on the anticipation and consumption of the food and to start focusing on the consequence. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, I think about the consequence all the time. I don't want to gain weight. That consequence, well, I shouldn't eat this because I don't want to gain weight. That consequence is too far in the future. 
and it doesn't have any emotional value. And so we need to have a closer consequence. So what I suggest to you is that you start asking the question, how will I feel five minutes after I finish this? So when you're in that moment where you're, you're making a food decision, oh, I'm gonna have some Ben and Jerry's tonight. And what, what you're doing subconsciously you don't realize is you're thinking about getting it and eating it. That's the movie you're making in your mind and it's cranking up the cravings. And then you're trying to use willpower to fight against those cranked up cravings and it's not working. But if you can calm down and practice and get yourself to ask the question, oh, I wanna have some ice cream. Yeah, it'll taste good, but how will I feel five minutes after I finish it? And as you start orienting to the consequence piece, everything starts to change. Because if you can get yourself to calm down and ask, what will be the consequence? Five minutes after I finish the ice cream, I'm gonna feel full. I'm gonna feel kind of phlegmy. So, so we wanna break the consequence into three areas, physical, mental, emotional. Mental and emotional are the most powerful ones. Mentally, how do you feel five minutes after you finish the ice cream? How do you feel? How's the internal dialogue? Are you saying nice, positive, supportive things to yourself? Or are you being really mean to yourself? Saying mean shit to yourself? Pay attention. And how do you feel? Five minutes after you finish eating the ice cream, do you feel proud of yourself? Are you happy or excited that you ate it? Or does it kick off the cycle of being frustrated, ashamed, guilty, pissed at yourself, like feel like a failure? Again, I'm not telling you what you feel, but I would love for you to start paying attention to that. Because as you start to pay attention to that consequence, it becomes crystal clear that the consequence is ruining my life. Not even just because of the weight, because it's keeping me in this perpetual state of feeling like shit about myself, of being mean to myself, of being cruel to myself, of feeling less than. So again, you don't have to lie to yourself. You don't have to rely on willpower. When you start training yourself to focus on the consequence when you're making a food choice, what happens is focusing on that consequence starts to reduce the desire and the craving for that food. No willpower necessary. And so this is the way that I would rather focus on food noise and deal with it rather than take some new medicine that, uh, you know. And by the way, just one other thing about the medicine thing. In, in your lives, again, I don't know how old everyone is, but in your lives, how many weight loss miracles have panned out? If, if Please, and write out, if you could tell me which one it was. Let me know the, the weight loss miracles that have panned out in our lives. Just write those down, please. Love to know. Um, Tree Dunham, yep, I couldn't believe how satisfied I was yesterday with a wrap that was mainly leafy greens, yep. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you understand my life. Eating in front of the television is how I try to relax. Yeah, I get it, folks. Uh, now, let me talk about that for a second because it's really important, um, really, really important, is that... Um, <laughs> you support Jewish people in Palestine. That's a biased question, first of all. I'm, I'm not going to answer it, but that's a biased question. Um... Yeah, Lisa says zero. Yeah, exactly, right? I, I mean, this gets... I, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about emotional eating in a second. But the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to the miracle cure, okay? So here's the medicine. It's going to be the miracle cure, right? Um, or it's not. I don't know. If you had to put your money down, which do you think it is? Do you think in five years everyone's going to be on Ozempic? Or do you think no one's going to be on it? You know, Or there'll be some people on it, right? Um, there'll always be some people. But... Uh, this gets to a, a core point that you as a dieter are so obsessed with chasing the quick fix. You've spent probably decades at this point chasing the quick fix instead of just dedicating the energy and time to resolving this problem once and for all. This is why I say 
get on the weight mastery path. Approach this like you would college. It's, it's as important. I can't think of anything more important than your weight and health. To me, it trumps money. You know, once you're, you're past survival mode. Um, this is literally the number one thing that's going to impact your lifespan most likely and your quality of life. And so stop. You've wasted so much energy chasing these quick fixes that if you had dedicated that to just resolving this area, figuring it out, what strategies and solutions work for me? You would have been done with it. You know, and, and the way you, the, the, the door you walk through to get on the weight mastery path is this, that you stop the goal of, I just want to lose weight. And you expand the goal to say, I want to get to my goal weight. And then I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to dedicate myself to. I want to become a thin and healthy person who lives at their goal weight for the rest of my life. And it's easy, natural, and automatic. That's what I want. And that goal is so important to me that I'm going to commit the necessary resources and the time. I don't give a fuck how long it takes because this is so important. I don't give a shit if I don't lose weight this month. I'm going to stay on this path because I know I can master it. If I give it the time and energy it deserves, I can master it. I know I can. That's the attitude. Wesson Bassioni. Can I pay in three or four installments for the program? Yeah. Shoot me a um, message me in, in uh, TikTok or send me an email at jim at programyourselfthen.com. Yeah, I'll work with you. Um, and then we'll get you started. Get started now. Jeez, there's no better, there's no better message you could send your subconscious mind than starting a weight loss program during the holidays, right? And again, Program Yourself Thin is built, it's an all or something strategy. So it's built for the holidays. You don't gotta be perfect during the holidays with your eating. You don't have to lose weight during the holidays, but you can still work on your weight loss. Huh? What do you mean, Jim? Because I'm st- my eating is a little, a little squishier during December, which I, I plan it that way because I, I have a year-long strategy. Huh? <laughs> can you imagine? Imagine thinking about your weight loss in, in terms of years, you know? Um, but anyways, and so, so my eating is a little squishier than it normally is, but I'm still focusing on my other healthy habits. Why? Because I feel better. I feel better when I get the right amount of sleep. I feel better when I'm hydrated. I feel better when I relax and breathe. I feel better when I'm nourishing my body. I like moving. I like meditating. I like being grateful. I like it. It feels good. Some may say, well, maybe it'll be me that says it, but I'm addicted to feeling good now. Just as I was addicted to just looking forward to the next food, the next show I was going to watch, now it's like I'm addicted to the next thing that makes me feel good. You know, this is what I'm trying to say to you, but but it's a it's a foundational shift in how you're thinking about certainly your weight and health. It's foundational. So if if you're if this is a, is making any sense to you at all, please go to my bio, click the link, and get the hypnosis session. But watch the training, three steps to master weight. Please watch that training because it's about a half hour or so. It's free, okay? But it'll give you a different way to think about your weight. You're so fucked right now. That's a, I don't know if you're using bad language here, but at this point, you're in real dire shape because of your mindset. You probably can't even separate weight, your weight and weight loss from dieting. The diets have done such, I always say this, that um, I got a degree, I got a business degree, right? And we study marketing and the pinnacle of marketing 
what they always reference is when a brand name becomes the product name, right? So like Kleenex or Xerox, right? We don't say, oh, give me a tissue. We say, give me a Kleenex, right? Well, so I'm going to make a copy with so a Xerox something, right? We literally use it as the term. And when it comes to weight loss, dieting has literally overtaken that. And so if you ask a hundred people how to lose weight, you're going to hear diet, surgery, medicine, right? Those are the things you're going to hear. You're going to hear, oh, shift your mindset, clean up your lifestyle, create eating structures and strategies that work for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to hear that. You're going to hear dumb shit that doesn't work. And so I know if you're listening to this, I know, let's get back to food noise for a second. Because I know if you're listening to me this long, you're an overthinker, right? How do I know that? Because I talk really fast and I'm talking on a lot of levels here. And people that aren't overthinkers just bail. And so I know if you're listening to me, you're an overthinker. You're thinking constantly. And you're probably a perfectionist to some level as well. Um, but I want you to understand that the overthinking is not the problem. Okay? The way to think about it is that you kind of have like a supercomputer. But the problem is what you're overthinking. The programs you're running. And the programs you're running are diet-based. And more importantly, the biggest problem of all. The type of thought you're addicted to. This is the biggest problem you have. Your smartness is getting you here, okay? And what I mean is this. You, when it comes to your weight, are obsessively, obsessively thinking about your weight in a problem-oriented way. You are constantly focused on the problems of your weight loss, and that is keeping you stuck there, right? Now, I know you don't know what I mean, so I'm gonna give you a specific example. The way this is showing up in your life is you're constantly asking questions like, what is wrong with me? What the fuck? How come I can't eat right? Why do I keep screwing up my dieting? Why can't I lose this weight? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why do I keep screwing up, right? It's always focusing on this because you think the more you think about this, that magically you're gonna have this, this cognitive breakthrough. Oh, I figured it out. And now it's all the way, just flew, I figured it out finally, you know? That's the biggest lie ever sold. Okay. There's not one thought that's keeping you overweight. It's a mindset. It's a lack of strategy. So what you have to do, this is where th th pretty much I would say in my experience, I've been doing this for 20 years, done over 5,000 private weight loss. I've sold programs all over the world. And what I notice over and over and over and over again is that pretty much everyone that gets in the program is an overthinker. That's why again, I say, that. I know you, <laughs> if you're still alive, right? Tracy gives me the bullseye. Um, I know you, I know how you're thinking. And what you have to understand is that when you take all of that horsepower, okay, because you've got a gift here, you're using it wrong. When you take all that horsepower and you aim it at the solution, that's when magical things start happening. I don't know if Jody's still here. She's one of the most recent examples of this. When she starts taking all that horsepower and aims it at the solutions, it's been magical for her, okay? Struggled with weight and dieting for 40 years all of a sudden starts focusing on solutions and she's like, magical. So what does solutions look like? What does that sound like, right? It's when all of a sudden, instead of saying, what's wrong with me? You start saying, what do I want to achieve here? I want to weigh X amount of pounds. How can I get to my goal weight in the easiest, most comfortable way possible? How can I make my eating healthier? How can I drink more water in a way that's natural and comfortable? Now, I know you don't have the answers to these questions, but you're never asking these questions. <laughs> right? You're so fixated on the problem. You're like, once I figure out the problem, then I'll focus on the solutions. 
what you don't understand is that you focusing on the problem is literally hypnosis, okay? Your subconscious mind, there's two big things you want to understand. Um, the big one is that your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. So if I tell you, don't think about a banana, what are you thinking about? A banana, right? So as you keep thinking about what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, you are reinforcing the neural networks and neural connections of what's wrong with you. And you're solidifying it. This is why you've been at 20, 30, 40 years of asking the same questions, thinking the same way, getting the same results. And when you shift that all that mental energy over to the solutions, not only do you uncover customized strategies for you, but you are also impacting your subconscious mind to imagine yourself the way you want to be. And this is the secret. And this is hypnosis, folks, okay? Hypnosis is not some magical thing where I'm gonna hypnotize you and make you do weird, goofy shit like cluck like a chicken or do dumb stuff. That is, I don't know, sometimes me thinks they, they're trying to demonize hypnosis. You know, hypnosis used to be part of the medical community. You know, before there was chemical anesthesia, hypnosis was the main way they were using to anesthetize people. And so the chemical stuff come out and now all of a sudden hypnosis is goofy shit, you know? Um, but to me, the most valuable piece of hypnosis is, to me, it gives you the most practical understanding of how to run your brain. Because don't you, aren't you confused, <laughs> right? Because you ask, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm smart over here. I'm successful in my business. I'm action-oriented. I got willpower here, and I don't have any over here. Gah! Right? It's driving you nuts. You're, you're just obsessed with that thought. What the fuck? I, I don't get it, you know? And once you understand hypnosis, it's crystal clear. All of that problem-oriented thinking is a hypnosis. It's self-hypnosis, where you keep thinking of yourself as the person who's struggling to eat well, struggling to lose weight, eat sugar, eat you know, all this stuff. When do you ever give yourself the space? Because I know you don't. This is where the perfectionist piece comes in. And that perfectionist piece is one of the worst hypnotists you can have in your head. You know, It's your mom. It's your dad, you know what I mean? The shitty version of them, right? So again, everyone's good and bad, but a lot of times the perfectionist internalizes that parent voice and now you do it to yourself and it's torturing you and it's always making you feel bad and it's keeping you stuck. And so a big part of what program yourself thin is, think about it, program yourself thin, it's changing that voice in your head from that harsh, critical parent to a more supportive, encouraging adult so that you can become the person who you want to be. And that's what it all comes down to, is what is the best version of you? Right? So Tracy, you got that. So now the question becomes, not what's wrong with me, how come I can't lose weight? It becomes, who is the best Tracy that I can imagine? Who's Tracy who's just flowing through life? Who finds it easy to eat well? Who wants to exercise? Who lives at her goal weight? Who's just thriving? flowing in the way that I want to, who has the relationship she wants to have, who does the things she wants to do. Do you see what I mean? Like, and just thinking about the answers to those is hypnosis too. And asking yourself, how can I easily eat comfortably and enjoyably in a way that slims me down? You start asking that question and it starts creating new neural networks in your brain. Right now, you have no neural networks of weight loss, easy and comfortable. <laughs> you have no, there is no neural network for easy, comfortable weight loss. It doesn't exist in your brain. The only thing you know is the struggle and the strife and the failure. 
That's your entire neural network of weight in your mind right now. So how are you going to lose weight? I don't know. I don't know. Because that brings up my favorite question, which is, what is the difference between you right now, sitting here listening to this, and the you that you imagine you're going to be some magical Monday where you wake up and you never eat a carb again? Or you wake up and you never eat more than 1,200 calories again? Or you never go over your points? Or you never eat over six, you know, eight hours a day? Or whatever your, your strategy is. What's the difference between you right now sitting here and that magical you you imagine on some Monday? where you become this perfect version of yourself. You know, you've got to wake up. The diet industry operates through a concept called the false hope syndrome. And so they want to send you into fantasy land. All you need to do is stop eating carbs. Every, think about this. You've seen millions of diet ads in your life. Every single diet ad is the before and after picture and how long it takes to get there. So now you think about your weight loss superficially, visually, I just want to look better. And it's always this short time frame, And it's always one thing you got to do. Just stop eating carbs. Just count your points. Just stop eating for 16. Just one, just one thing, right? Never are they showing you how to get yourself to do it. Never are they showing you how to change your thoughts, how you're thinking, your mindset. Never, never. How to deal with your emotions, how to strategically change your habits. Not so, because you know, like even when you change your habits, it's always just like, how long am I going to be able to do this for? You know, it's because you don't have a well thought out solution strategy for you. Once you do, not only do you have the solution strategy that you do, but more importantly is you feel a sense of calm. Like for example, you have a strategy to brush your teeth. You're not stressed or anxious about brushing your teeth because now it's just on autopilot, right? So the same part of your brain that runs your tooth brushing is the same part of your brain that we want to manage your weight. It's managing it now, but it's just been programmed to be overweight. What's up, Tabby? Um, so again, it's the mindset piece and you'd have to... I don't know. I just don't know how you could lose weight. You know, how do we sign up for your program? Um, what I would suggest anyone that's interested in the program, I would go to my bio, click the link, listen to the hypnosis session, or at the very least, watch the training I give you to really see if this program resonates with you. Um, and then I talk about it at the end of the training. Okay. If you want to get in there, I give you a special offer, which won't be around for long. Okay. So again, if you, if you do want to get started, I suggest you start during the holidays. Because again, this isn't a strict, this isn't a strict um, meal plan. You know what I mean? Like it's a way to live your life through regular times, through holiday times, through vacation times. You know what I mean? How do I become a thin and healthy person all the time? Not just when conditions are perfect, <laughs> right? You've got to let go of that, you know? Um, and if you're in a rush though, and you want to just get started with the program, you, you just want to get going with it, um, you can go to programyourselfthin.com. And you can learn about the program there. Um, and if you have any questions, you can always email me through uh, TikTok or you can email me at jim at programyourselfthin.com. And uh, yeah, because again, in, in my program, by the way, let me just let me just break down what my program is. And again, okay, yeah, right, Jody's there. Jody is just killing it, just killing it with this program. And I just want to break it down. I'm not sitting here trying to sell the program. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to realize how woefully inadequate your approach has been so far, okay? Which is another way to say, I want you to stop blaming yourself for not losing weight. I genuinely mean that. You have not learned a real genuine strategy to master your weight. You've been giving shitty half-assed tactics to do it, and it hasn't worked, okay? You need a comprehensive, strategic, practical approach, Okay. So program yourself then really has three main components. Okay. The first one is 
the program yourself thin technique. This is a one to two minute self-hypnosis technique you use at night to program your own subconscious mind, okay? You have got to learn how to influence your subconscious mind. It is controlling your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. It's controlling your weight. So you need to learn. The good news is it's easy, it's enjoyable, and it's effective. Okay, so this is one of the most important pieces. You learn the program yourself in technique. It's a 15-minute training. You'll be using it tonight. The next piece of the program is the weight mastery blueprints, right? So basically, you need to know what to do, and you need to know how to get yourself to do it. The blueprints are what to do. The program yourself in technique is how to get yourself to do it, okay? So the blueprints, just redid them. It takes you about an hour, and you fill them out. It's your mindset blueprints, your lifestyle blueprint, and your eating blueprints, okay? How you should eat. There's nothing dumber in the world to me than expecting that someone you've never met and never met you is gonna give you an eating plan and say, here you go, follow this. Like, are you not a human? Would you let me tell you how to dress, what movies to watch, what music to listen to, but you're gonna let me tell you how to eat forever? Like, no, (laughs) everyone is a unique person with unique preferences, unique lifestyle. You need to build your weight loss, your eating plan around you. Yeah, it might take a little bit longer to figure it out, but once you have it, it's like a hand, it fits like a glove, you know? And you keep trying to force your square peg into a round hole by forcing yourself to follow these plans that you don't like, you know? Um, So that's a key part of it. So we have the the program yourself in technique, the weight mastery blueprints that again is mindset, lifestyle, and eating. And then there's the daily reinforcement. And this part's so important too. So I deliver the the program through the phone, right? So I know the hardest part of change is remembering to change, okay? So I know you. I know the first thing you're going to do or one of the first things you're going to do tomorrow morning when you wake up is you're going to look at your phone, okay? So I embed in a practical way, how can I keep you reinforced. So you wake up tomorrow and there's a message from Jim. You click on the message and it gives you a five-minute hypnosis session, right? The program's eight weeks. Every day for eight weeks, every morning for five minutes, you get a new hypnosis session. Each one has a weight loss mantra in it. This is a wicked effective way, pardon my New England uh, slang, um, this is a really, really effective way to install a thin and healthy mindset. And what happens is right? There's, there's a lot of strategy in this program, so I would say, is that now you start your day off relaxed and calm. It only takes five minutes and you relax yourself, you calm down and you get all this positive stuff in your mind. That alone is going to change how you eat and act throughout the day without doing anything else, okay? Just calm down. Calm is probably the most valuable and useful feeling for mastering your weight. And then we put the specific thoughts, you know, these mantras running through your head. So we're talking about food noise. The food noise is usually a lot of times it's commercial jingles, you know, sayings. Because think about it, right? You watch TV tonight on network TV. You're going to see the same food commercial. If you watch TV for two hours, you might see the same commercial seven, eight, nine times. Each time, every commercial is a hypnosis session trying to install this shit into your head. So when you actually have, where are you getting positive, supportive mindset reinforcement from? You tell me, right? I literally have never even seen it, you know? That's why I created this approach. So each and every day, you get to build up your consistency. Do you struggle with consistency when it comes to weight loss, folks? <laughs> right? Is it the fact that you struggle with consistency or is it that the way you're trying to be consistent is silly? 
right? Are you trying to be consistent by being perfect with no carbs starting tomorrow? Well, yeah, that's hard to be consistent with, okay? It's a lot easier to be consistent listening to a five-minute session each morning. And now you start to build up that muscle and you start to believe in yourself and you start to say, holy shit, I can be consistent when I start with where I'm at. And then you start to look forward to the sessions. You get eight weeks away and you're like, holy shit, I've been listening to these sessions for eight weeks. You feel like a different version of yourself, you know? And as a bonus, by the way, I also give these sleep gnosis sessions. Those come at night and um, those are a 10-minute session. You know, so again, you can use those or don't, it's up to you. Um, but you know, if you really want to really program yourself, you bookending your day, you know, and then there's hypnosis libraries. So there's so much with the program, you know what I mean? So, um, it's, uh, you, you hear what I'm saying, right? It's comprehensive, you know? And so we compare it, what I just said. <laughs> and by the way, there's other bonuses. There's a bonus to help you sleep better, right? All, all the important stuff. Um, but so you hear everything that's included there and it makes sense. And now you go compare that to your keto plan. What's the keto plan? Don't eat carbs. Oh, you know what I mean? They're not giving you the granular instruction and strategy that you need to succeed, you know? Um, Helen says, it's so hard for me to stick to my diet. I don't get full and then I overeat. Please help. <laughs> yep. And do you have to go to the gym? No, I don't I don't suggest when people start my program, unless they have already been working out, right? If you're already working out, yeah, you keep working out. Um, but if you have not um if you have not uh been working out, please don't start working out. Please. Okay. Um a lot of times working out as a starting working out to lose weight is counterproductive. Um because Listen, I'm not saying don't exercise. Exercising is good for you, but there's also, again, we have to look at the good and bad. Everything's good and bad. And the bad parts of, of working out initially, in my opinion, start to outweigh the good parts. Because if you work out, if you start working out, I know you're going to do it intensely, okay? Because I know you're that type of person. And so it's going to make you tired. You're going to be more tired. You're going to be more sore. And you're going to be more hungry, okay? And, um, and you're going to use up your willpower on top of it. Willpower is a finite resource. And so if you use it to get yourself to exercise, again, you're going to deplete the willpower. You're going to make yourself tired. You're going to be sore and you're going to be hungry. And now you're going to overeat and you're going to most likely overeat any calories that you may have burned. So to start out, if you have not been working out, what I think makes a lot of sense is to do light things, start walking more, just light, simple things for other benefits. We don't want to, the main way to, to master your weight is controlling what you're putting in your mouth. Okay. I like to say that your, what you eat controls your weight, how you exercise controls your shape. I think that's a good way to think about it. And so what you want to do is you want to master your eating because that's a lifelong plan you can rely on. You know, like I have mastered my weight. I'm telling, this is true. Okay. 30 years I've been at the same, I dropped 50 pounds, 30 years I've been at the same weight. I had one blip, um, 12 years ago, but I've been at the same weight in 30 years. I have not dieted once and I have rarely exercised, okay? I do yoga, it's the most gentle yoga on the planet. I have not consistently gone to a gym or done an exercise program at all, and I've stayed at the same weight, why? Because I've mastered my eating. And I did that specifically because I'm lazy. I don't really like working out, okay? So I built around my strengths. And now I have a way of mastering my weight that I believe I'm going to be able to live with till my last day on the planet because I'm not relying on crazy working out that I'm not going to be able to do as I get older. Very, very important point, I think. All right. Uh.
Bilbo says, is your name Pfizer? Cause you made my heart stop. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but yeah, I get you. You know, it's so hard to stick to my diet. I don't get full and then I overeat. Exactly. We've got to manage our hunger folks that the Holy grail of weight mastery is to reduce calories while feeling satisfied. And that's not some crazy dream. Um, it's just shifting the way you're eating. It's starting to eat less calorie dense foods. Okay. So it's, it's, strategically what we do in the, the eating part of the, the blueprint is you learn which foods to eat that have lower calories, but there's more food. I just made a video on this. You don't have to eat less food to lose weight. You need to eat less calories. That distinction is everything because now you can eat in a way where you feel satisfied, but you're still losing weight. That's the magic. I am telling you, I'm sitting in front of you as a person who has learned to manage my hunger. So I get up in the morning, I eat, and I'm, I've got a consistent, comfortable level of satisfaction all day long. I'm not managing my weight because I'm hungry all day and I'm fighting against it. I have learned how to strategically manage my hunger. And that's what I think everyone needs to do to, to master their weight. Um, Helen says, and do you have to track every single calorie? And if you don't know, how do you know how much you eat? Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of calorie counting. I, I find it tedious and most people find it difficult to stick with. I, I think tracking calories has a place. I think it's good as a calibration tool, you know? So it's good to do it for a week or so just to get a sense of like what you thought you were eating. Is it accurate? You know? And so I think it's good for that. But to, again, in the program, what we do is we, we follow a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And it's a, it's a strategy to structure your eating. And so when you structure your eating appropriately, accurately, you don't need to rely on calorie counting. You know, you just rely on the structure of your reading because, yeah, tracking calories doesn't work for most people long term. You know, um, Nora says, thank you for giving out such fabulous advice. The clarity of your communication is fantastic. Thank you. Nora. I appreciate you saying that. I am. Um, I'm always working on that. So I'm always I'm always happy when someone appreciates that because, uh, yes, uh, being able to communicate effectively is what I do. That's the real that's the real skill of a hypnotist, in my opinion, of an NLP trainer, is the ability to communicate in a way that changes you. I'm not looking to just give you information. I'm looking to help change the way you think and feel. That, that's my goal anyways, okay? So if that, that's helped, if that's worked for you, that's what I'm trying to do, okay? Um, sorry, everyone, I gotta get out of here, but if you, um, Oh yeah, there's Lori, right? So I'm loving the plan. I'm loving the comm. I tune into the live chat every day. I know you really want to help people. Thank you. You're welcome, Lori. And it was awesome working with you last week. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I think we, we moved forward in a lot of ways. So that was really great. I really enjoyed that. Um, which by the way, I, I, if anyone ever is in the, the program without coaching, if you ever choose you, you want to get coaching, because that's all, I didn't even mention that in the program. The other piece of the program that's the most valuable piece I didn't even mention is um, there's eight weeks of coaching, you know, so if you get the coaching version. Um, so every Tuesday and Thursday, we have live uh, Zoom calls where, where you work with me and I keep the group small so I can give you personal attention. So, so that one's key too. But if you're ever in the, the program without the coaching and you decide you want to upgrade, um, just email me and I'll, I'll give you a deal on that. Okay, but um, I just want you all to know that. Um, but all right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, again, if you're on TikTok, make sure you follow me. You know, I realized a lot of people listen to live, they're not following me, okay? So follow me because I'm putting new videos up all the time. And even just getting, you know, even just swipe by them half the time, you're still getting positive stuff, okay? Um, and it'll change the way you think about weight. And that's the secret to 
mastering your weight is to think differently about it. And so even just watching my videos somewhat regularly will help you change it. And to that point, if you want to take it more intensely, listen to the podcast as well. I do a podcast every weekday. Uh, it's program yourself. Then it's on all the platforms and you can go listen to that. That'll help you as well. And if you're really serious, click my bio, go to programyourselfthen.com, get the hypnosis session and watch the training I give it, give you right after you sign up for the hypnosis session. Um, watch that three steps to master your weight. And then I guess you're really serious about mastering your weight. Go join the program and I'll see you in the program and I'll look forward to working with you. But uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Your comments are awesome. It's been great. Have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.